اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وشفيعنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين ومن تبعهم باحسان الى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي respected elders dear brothers and sisters my young friends assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh we begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the universe, our creator, our sustainer, our nourisher, our protector. And we begin by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved messenger, Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, the final messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. My brothers and sisters, I hope that you are all doing well. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep you and your loved ones in his protection. Today is Friday, of course, uh, a blessed day, the most blessed day of the week, and uh, a beautiful day today here as well, mashallah. But it is also Friday the 13th. Now, in Western superstition, Friday the 13th is considered to be an unlucky day. So much so that according to the Stress Management Center and Phobia Institute, yes, there's such a thing, about $800 million are lost every Friday the 13th in the U.S. because of people's refusal to travel or to make major purchases or to conduct uh, business on this day. Now, of course, these are numbers from before the pandemic. And it is estimated that there are 17 to 21 million people there who are affected by fear on this day. So we're talking about a large uh, number of people within the population, and probably the same in Canada as well, who have a certain uh, or rather considerable amount of fear with regards to this date. There are, of course, many other instances of superstition as well that we hear about uh, here uh, in Western countries and Western culture, but it's not limited to Western culture. For example, the black cat being seen as a symbol of bad luck. So if you're walking and a black cat passes your path, uh, so that is, is believed to be or seen as an omen of misfortune and uh, and death. And uh, not again, not limited to Western countries, uh, found in other places around the world as well. Uh, knocking on wood is another tradition. You may have heard of that. You know, somebody says something, uh, they're planning to do something good or they're hoping for something, uh, and they're aiming for something, it's a knock on wood. Right? So literally touching or tapping or knocking on wood, even stating that they intend to, intend to do so, to avoid tempting fate after making a favorable observation or a boast or a declaration, um, instead of, for example, saying insha'Allah or masha'Allah. Uh, crossing fingers right, in a person's hand. Right? Uh, crossing fingers is a gesture that is also commonly used to wish for luck. Now, when it comes to the number 13, we say also that in certain cultures, including Western culture, 13 is an unlucky number. So if you go into a building and there's an, uh, you know, there's an elevator, there's no 13th floor. I mean, technically, the 13th floor is still the 13th floor when you count from the bottom up. But the number 13 is not there to, to number the floor. So the 13th floor is actually called the 14th floor. But that is also becoming a problem because number, numbers ending with four are considered to be unlucky in Chinese culture. So 
you know, as we have increasing diversity, you may find that there are buildings that don't have a 13th floor or a 14th floor, at least labeled as such. And, um, you know, these type of different types of superstitions, of course, like I mentioned, are found in nearly every culture. And sometimes they're even linked to Islam incorrectly, right? Belief that some sort of act or practice can cause goodness or can cause harm. Some, you know, maybe linked to time, others to places or rituals or the saying of certain words. So for example, you know, I was reading one place that uh, there is this superstition that if a woman were to marry in the month of Shawwal, in the Islamic month of Shawwal, then she, you know, she's not gonna get along with her husband and he's not gonna love her as an example. Or similarly, you know, the day of Wednesday, the month of Safar, the Islamic month of Safar being, being seen as a source of bad luck. Or that, you know, if you, uh, I don't know, if you hear a voice of an owl, you know, that's considered to be a bad omen. Or if you have twitching in your left eye, that is a sign of, you know, something bad about to happen. Nowadays, even the year 2020 has become a type of symbol of misfortune as well, of course, because of the pandemic and other things that have, that have happened to, to occur in this year. Imam al-Nawwi, he says that the Arabs used to curse time when disasters such as death or old age or the loss of money and so on happened. What did they used to do? They used to curse time. And they would say that woe to time, ya khaybat al-dahr, and other phrases, phrases that would be you know, cursing or inveighing against time. So the Prophet said, la tasubbu al-dahra fa inna allaha huwa al-dahr that do not invade against time for Allah is time meaning do not invade against the one who brings about those disasters for that will be directed towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for he is the one for it is Allah that is the one who causes them to happen time uh, referred to as ad-dahr you know means az-zaman uh, time which cannot do anything in and of itself for it is just one of the things that have been created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the meaning is that if you are cursing time, seeing it as a cause of misfortune, you are indirectly cursing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because time and the misfortunes are controlled by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you think it's because of time, in fact, Allah is that time, meaning that cause that you are considering to be the source of these, uh, these uh, misfortunes. So it should be very clear to us as Muslims that the only ones uh, that that the only uh, beliefs regarding harm and good happening are either because of one of these two things. So first, things that are physically known to be or that are known to be physically a source of harm or benefit through the system of cause and effect with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? So for us as Muslims, the only things that can, that, or the only sources or, or uh, means of having harm done to us and good happening to us are either through those things that are known to be physically a source of harm or benefit through the system of cause and effect with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because even those things, the cause and effect that we see happen is not in and of itself due to you know, the, the, the strength or the will of those objects or those things, right? It is through the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for example, you know, a vehicle, a car, a truck hurting someone, um, you know, the, the need to, the importance of wearing seatbelts as an example, 
or the effect of smoking on a person, the harmful effects of smoking, or the benefits of medicine, the harms of diseases, and so on and so forth. So all of these things are known to be physically a source of harm or benefit through the system of cause and effect with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is seen for us as Muslims, this is one source or one way that there could be harm or benefit coming to us. And secondly, things that are specifically mentioned by Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa as being beneficial or harmful. So for example, the benefits of drinking zamzam water as an example. I'm telling us that it is for whatever is intended, right? So whatever intention you have when drinking zamzam and you make that dua and that you have that wish, inshallah it will, it will benefit through the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in achieving that, that goal or that desire. Similarly, um, the benefits of eating ajwa dates in the morning. Right? So I'm telling us, the person who eats seven ajwa dates will be protected from magic as an example. Or the effects of the evil eye. Right. So these are not, for, for believers, for us, these are not just based on superstitions. These are things that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have told us. And therefore, this is something that we do believe in. And all of these also, of course, are by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. So the point is that whenever it comes to believing that we are going to be harmed or benefited through something or by something, it is going to be either from one of these two categories, and both of them are dependent always on the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, apart from these two categories, there is no other belief with regards to harm and good from anything. Apart from these two categories, there's no other belief with regards to harm or benefit coming from anything, whether it's an object or whether it's time or date or a sound or anything else. It was narrated from Anas ibn Malik anhu that the Prophet said, La adwa wa la tayara, that there is no adwa, which is the transmission of infectious disease, understood as without the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning that a disease, a virus, a bacteria, does not decide in and of itself who to attack, who to go to, who should be infected, infected and what effect it should have. Right? This is something that is in the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but rather that bacteria or that virus is a means. It is simply a means and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is controlling it. So there is no transmission of infection, infectious disease without the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La adwa wa la tayara. And there is, there is no tayara. That is superstitious belief in bird omens. And I'll explain this a little bit more. But the Prophet ﷺ said, That I like optimism. And it was asked, uh, what is optimism? And the Prophet ﷺ said, That it is a good word. So the Prophet ﷺ made it very, very clear. And here the basic meaning of tatayyur is pessimism, meaning taking something as a sign of something bad to happen. But reference is made to birds, to tayr, because most of the superstitious beliefs that were held by the Arabs had to do with birds. So it was connected with them. Right. So when the Prophet ﷺ addressed this phenomena of taking bad omens from something, he used a terminology which was familiar to the Arabs, especially at that time, and they were they were they would heavily lean towards birds when it came to uh, you know acquiring omens so that's why the word of tatayyur or tayara is used now it was also narrated that the prophet by abdullah ibn mas'ud 
uh, that the Prophet وسلم, uh, عنه, that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said that الطيارة شرك that طيارة, superstitious belief in omens is shirk is a form of associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which of course is forbidden now طيارة, the word طيارة is derived from تطير, referring to superstitions about anything whether it is something that is seen or heard or a time or a place so the liberal meaning of it right or, or the contextual meaning could be understood to be referring to superstition that has to do with birds that in reality is, is referring to all types of superstitions now imam an-nawwi rahmatullahi alayhi he said in his commentary on sahih muslim that tatayyur belief in bad omens is pessimism and is based on something disliked be it a word or an action or something that is seen and what did they used to do? They used to startle birds. They used to startle birds to make them move. So, you know, you go to the park or you see a group of birds or bees sitting somewhere, pigeons, right? And kids like to do this sometimes. They like to go chase after them, you know, to make them scared. So they fly away. So they used, so what did they used to do? They used to startle birds to make them move. If they went to the right, they would regard that as a good omen. And they would go ahead with their journeys or other plans. But if they went to the left, they would cancel their journeys and their plans and regard that as a bad omen. So it would often prevent them from doing things that were in their interests. And Islam canceled out all of that and forbade it and said that it had no effect, whether good or bad. So, you know, using such means um, and, you know, arrows were something that was used as well. Divination was practiced in pre-Islamic Arabia, which involved the casting of arrows, right? And it was almost like, you know, doing a draw. Right, so the arrows would have messages like you know do, um, uh, and another would say do not do, and the third was left blank, and a person would then choose one of the arrows without knowing the instructions that it bore. If the lot showed do, he would embark on that matter uh, with the matter in question. If it showed do not do, then he would not do that, which and he would believe, and he would believe that it was to be harmful. Right? So this belief part is very important. Right? It's one thing to just say, you know, to do rock, paper, scissors because, you know, you're not able to make a decision and you're just trying to figure out, you know, which one to choose. Right? But to believe that, you know, doing the draw or going through some sort of process is actually going to decide, right, or should be a means of deciding and a means of determining which one is going to be beneficial or which one's going to be harmful, this is something which is prohibited. So if the lot was blank, he would repeat the process until it showed one of the other two and by such means he would seek to know the unseen and that is prohibited right so try to use uh you know uh, methods of chance to try to to figure out what to do and to believe that they are actually true in predicting what is harmful and what is beneficial this is something which has been prohibited once a man called muawiyah ibn hakam said to the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and muawiyah ibn hakam is sulami he said to the Prophet, Ya Rasulullah, I have only recently abandoned ignorant beliefs. That I have recently uh, uh, abandoned ignorant beliefs, and now Allah has favored us with Islam. Some of our people visit fortune tellers. Some of our people visit fortune tellers. The Prophet said, so he said, you know, uh, do not visit them. And then he added, 
that uh, some of us associate bad omens with certain things. And the Prophet ﷺ replied that this is something that people may occasionally entertain or find themselves doing. Let them not be deterred from their purpose. Let them not be deterred from their purpose. So, you know, if you find yourself uh, leaning towards some sort of bad signal, some bad omen about some decision or something that you're about to do, let not let that not be a deterrent in what you are deciding to do. Now, the, com the companions of the Prophet ﷺ took the prohibition of omens seriously. You know, uh, Ikrama mentions that they were once sitting with Ibn Abbas, anhuma, companion of the Prophet ﷺ, and a bird flew over their heads and screeched. So Iman exclaimed, good, good. And Ibn Abbas anhuma, corrected him saying, there is neither good nor evil in it. Right? So such symbols, such signs, they don't mean anything. The Prophet ﷺ also said, that whoever lets tayara, such omens, bad omens, stop him from doing something is guilty of shirk. And uh, the companion said that what is the kafara for that? You know, what is the expiation for that? So the Prophet ﷺ said to say, Allahumma la khayra illa khayru, wa la tayra illa tayru. That, wa la ilaha ghayru. That, oh Allah, there is no good except your good. Allahumma la khayra illa khayra. No words meaning no omens except from you. Wa la tayra illa tayra. And wa la ilaha ghayruk, there is no God besides you. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah also said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what would he do? He would seek good omens and not evil ones. What would he do? Kana nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yatafa'al wa la yatatayyar. That he will seek good omens and not evil ones, and hasan, and he will be pleased by a good name. Now, Imam Ibn Hajar, he quotes in his book, Fathul Bari, from Ibn Battal, that he said that Allah has created in the nature of human beings the inclination to the good works. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created what? Inside the human being, inclination towards good words, and the feeling of satisfaction with them, in the same manner that he made them feel pleasure when seeing scenery and seeing clear water. Right. So when you see nice scenery, you, know, you see me, those who follow me on Facebook, I'm posted pictures of sunsets, right? Very nice, subhanAllah, reminds us of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, very beautiful. So when we see scenery, right, nice scenery, you see clear water, it gives you a sense of peace and satisfaction. So he says, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created in the nature of human beings the inclination to the good words and the feeling of satisfaction with them in the same manner that he has made them feel pleasure when seeing scenery and clear water. So Anas radiallahu anhu said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to be pleased to hear, for example, O Rashid, who meaning the one who follows the right path, or O Nujayh, the right when he went out for his necessity. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa was out and about doing his, his business, doing whatever he needed to do. If he, if he heard, you know, good words, good names being called, being said, then that is something that would give him pleasure. It would make him happy. So seeking good omens, okay, so now we find, okay, first we were saying that there's no omens. We don't believe in anything apart from what Allah and his Messenger has told us that can cause harm or benefit or the things which physically are known to cause benefit or harm. 
with the permission of Allah. So what is this referring to? So there can be some confusion regarding this. So let's be clear. That seeking good omens means seeking good signs that put one at ease after one has made a decision to do something. Okay, After you have decided to do something, then you hear something good or you're going about your way and you hear some good messages, some good words, something that gives you pleasure, gives you satisfaction, gives you confidence, then that is fine and that is good. There's nothing wrong with that. But it is not being used to help decide whether something is good or bad. Okay, so these, this, this acceptance of good omens is not as a means to make decisions or judgments about what is good and what is bad. That, oh, you know, I'm undecided about this issue. Should I do it? Should I not? Should I buy this car? Or should I marry this person or buy this house or get this job or whatever? You know, some decision and then you're just like undecided and then you go outside and you hear some good words and you say, okay, yes, it must be, you know, I'm going to decide to do it because, you know, so that's not the point here. The point is that after you have made the decision and then you hear good words, you hear something good that is pleasing, it gives you confidence, it makes you good, it feel good, it gives you pleasure, then that is good and there's nothing wrong with that. But the decision is not to be based on such factors. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, مَا يَفْتَحِ اللَّهُ لِلنَّاسِ مِنْ رَحْمَةٍ فَلَا مُمْسِكَ لَهَا وَمَا يُمْسِكَ فَلَا مُرْسِلَ لَهُ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ Whatever Allah grants to people of mercy, none can withhold it. And whatever he withholds, none can release it thereafter. And he is the exalted in might and the wise. So all goodness is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nobody can withhold it if Allah has decided to give it. And whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala withholds, nothing can help in releasing. And nobody can force Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to change you know, destiny, change fortune. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, in the Quran, say never will be struck except by what Allah has decreed for us. Right? This is the cornerstone of the belief and the, the, the yaqeen, the, you know, the conviction of a believer that never will we be struck except by what Allah has decreed for us. And He is our protector. And upon Allah, let the believers rely. And subhanAllah, you know. I, I often think about the struggles that uh, that many, you know, many of us, many people live through during life. And a lot of these struggles, you know, have, are, are mental struggles, right? They have to do with things that are happening to us and why are they happening to us and decisions that we have made and the consequences of our decisions and so on and so forth. And a person can become a victim of so much confusion. A person can become a victim of so much confusion in life, right? About the misfortunes about incidents about you know things that happen to them perhaps bad things that happen to them and uh and you know and what it comes down to many times is having strength in our belief and having the correct belief and having conviction in our belief regarding allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his attributes and a person who has clarity with regards to this a person who is clear on these things will not become a victim to such type of confusion right because they understand the role that they have to play, they understand the role that other factors play, and they understand the supreme role of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their lives in deciding what they get and what they do not get. So they are not going to be living in regret as an example for something that they wanted to achieve but they were not able to achieve. Because they understand that despite their best efforts, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided that they were not to have it for whatever reason and that there was some khair in that, right, as an example. So having correct uh, beliefs, 
and having conviction with regards to those beliefs and those teachings uh, can be uh, extremely beneficial for us uh, in multiple ways, even ways that we cannot imagine as we go through the course of our lives. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us always. Now, most of us have probably come across you know, various uh, superstitions from our cultures and the people around us. Of course, it's fine to know about it, but we do not act according to it. Right? Do not act according to it because it relates to your iman. It relates to your faith. So firstly, my brothers and sisters, let us reinforce our faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like I said, that nothing happens without the permission of Allah and only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the true protector. And all of the means that we take to try to help ourselves, to try to help others, to try to protect ourselves, these are all means. These are all means. They are not the ultimate. right? So when it comes to taking medication, as an example, when it comes to wearing a mask, when it comes to taking vaccines, when it comes to any other protective measure that we take, always remind yourself, let us always remind ourselves that these are just means and whatever benefit we get from them is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put that benefit in them. And if it was not for Allah's putting benefit in them, they would not be able to help us in the least bit. So always reinforce your faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, know that we are encouraged to take physical means that are proven to be the part of you know the system of cause and effect by Allah's permission. So yes, it is. I mean, we are not people who, you know, or, or let me rephrase that. We are not. We are people who are taught to be uh, balanced and moderate in our approaches, right? So we are never taught in our deen that we are not to take means, and that you know we are just to sit and, and do nothing, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will take care take care of us. This is not what the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught us. This is not what we learned from the Sahaba radiyallahu anhum, right? What we learn is that yes. We are encouraged to take physical means that are proven to be part of cause and effect with Allah's permission. And we're also encouraged to take spiritual and physical means that are taught to us by Allah and His Messenger Right? Sometimes we end up putting a lot of faith or you know a lot of importance towards the things that we are physically known to have an effect and somewhat disregard or you know put on the back burner the spiritual means. Right? So we should be using both of them, right? And, you know, perhaps even putting more faith in the spiritual, although we do the physical as well, right? So, for example, the du'as that the Prophet ﷺ has taught us for protection, right? And the, the, the various, uh, you know, for example, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, three times in the morning, three times in the evening, no harm will come to a person who recites the du'a the Prophet ﷺ has told us as an example. And there are others as well, other ways. Uh, spiritual and physical, which have been taught by Allah and His Messenger So we take all of those. Now, after you have done your due diligence and you have taken your precautions, which we're supposed to do, uh, and you've taken preparations regarding you know, physical means and taking spiritual means, then we put our faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then nothing is going to impact your destiny. Nothing is going to impact the outcome except you know, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And know that all superstitions and bad omens should be meaningless to us. You know, don't believe in them and don't let it be a factor in your decision making. And I know, like, when we say this, I was even thinking, like, when I'm preparing my notes, I'm like, okay, like, this is something that everyone knows. Like, we all know this, right? But the question, my brothers and sisters, is, is not about knowing, right? It's about how we act upon it or how much it is actually a part of our decision making, right? Because when it comes time, Right to actually execute. Right? When it comes time to actually do something, right, then we might find that even subconsciously, these things are playing a, a factor, you know, uh, in, in our decisions 
they, they are a factor you know at the back of our minds and finally if you are doing something and you hear or see something that gives you greater confidence without seeking it then you can take it as a good sign it is you know a, a glad tiding or a good sign from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he asked Allah azza wa jalla to purify our belief and our reliance in him he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from all types of evils and harms whether they are physical or spiritual or mental ameen ya rabbal alameen uh, this week, my brothers and sisters, uh, we have had uh, some very sad news. Of course, our dear elder, Haj Abdul Sattar Abu Kar, uh, passed away early Saturday morning. Um, you know, it was always a pleasure to have him uh, with us, uh, to be in his company. Uh, whenever he would pray Salatul Jum'ah with us, um, you know, he would give the adhan, Eid uh, Salah, he would be giving, or, you know, reading the takbirat. Um, and the same at a number of other masajid in, in the city. Uh, our uh, other news as well, our dear elder brother Ahmed uh, Al-Shanawani has entered the sad news of his nephew passing away at the age of 44 years uh, in Egypt, leaving behind a wife uh, and uh, children, the youngest daughter being three years old. Uh, so please make dua for him and his family as well. Uh, our sister uh, Tabassum's mother passed away in Pakistan as well. So let us make dua for them and for all of those who have passed away. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim Allahumma gfir lahum wa rahamhum wa aafihim maafu anhum wa akrim nuzulahum wa wasi' matkalahum wa khsilhum bil ma'i wa thalji wa albarab wa naqihim min al-qataya kama yunaqqa thawb al-abiyadu min al-danas wa abdilhum daran khayran min darihim wa ahlan khayran min ahlihim wa adkhilhum al-jannah wa aithum min a'zaab al-qabri wa min a'zaab al-nar اللهم اجعل قبورهم روضة من رياض الجنة يا رحم الراحمين اللهم الحقهم بالرفيق الأعلى يا رحم الراحمين اللهم ارفع درجاتهم في المهديين واغفر لنا ولهم يا رحمن يا الله وافسح لهم في قبرهم يا رحم الراحمين Oh Allah, please grant uh, beautiful patience to the loved ones Sabrun Jameel to the loved ones at this difficult time Oh Allah, make them a means for continued reward for those who have returned to, returned to you Ya Allah, please heal the grief that is in their hearts, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, you are the only one who can heal the hearts. Oh Allah, only you know the true grief that is inside the hearts. Oh Allah, only you are the one who can truly heal that grief. Oh Allah, please heal their hearts, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please forgive us for our minor and major sins, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, please purify our hearts of all types of disbeliefs and incorrect beliefs and hypocrisy and unlawful desires, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please fill our hearts with the light of Iman. O oh Allah, fill our hearts with the light of Iman. O oh Allah, fill our hearts with the strength of taqwa. O oh Allah, please fill our hearts with love for you and your book and your beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O oh Allah, please purify our minds of all types of evil thoughts. O oh Allah, please make our minds sound, our bodies and our souls, our minds true believers in every way, ya Rabbil Alameen. O oh Allah, please envelop all of us in your unseen protection, ya Rahman Rahimeen. O oh Allah, please cure all of those who are ill and who are facing hardships and struggles with regards to their health, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, our elder sister, living in pain and weakness and, and, and decline uh, on a daily basis. Oh Allah, please make this moment easy for her. Oh Allah, our brothers and sisters who are living with long-term pain and injuries here locally, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, our elder pioneers who are ill, dealing with cancer and other illnesses, Brother Mumtaz and others as well. Oh Allah, our sister and her three children, and our brother and his family and many others who are suffering from COVID-19. Oh Allah, all of those who are ill, who are injured. 
Allah, you are the cure and healer. Allah, please grant them all a speedy and complete recovery, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Allahumma Rabbul Nas, Adhib al-Bas, Shfihim wa Shafi, La Shifa illa Shifa Shifa anna yubadilu saqama. Allahumma Shfihim Shifa anna ajilan kamilan min kulli da. Oh Allah, please grant relief to all of our brothers and sisters, to all of our brothers and sisters in faith and humanity who are just experiencing distress and anxiety and grief and depression and any other types of suffering. Oh Allah, please replace it with happiness and ease and goodness, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please remove the clouds and hardships from the, from their lives, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant them strength to succeed through all these trials and tribulations, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Allahumma inna nas'aluka al-'afwa wal-'afiyah wal-mu'afat al-da'imata fi al-dini wal-dunya wal-akhirah. Allahumma rabbana la tuzik qulubana ba'da idh hadaytana wa hab lana min ladunka rahmah innaka anta al-wahhab. اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من القاسرين اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا حلالا واسعا ولسانا ذاكرا وقلبا خاشعا ويقينا صادقا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم ارفع عنا هذا الوباء وهذا البلاء يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم احفظنا من بين ايدينا ومن خلفنا يا رب العالمين اللهم اجعل لنا من كل ضيق مخرجا ومن كل هم فرجا ومن كل بلاء عافيه اللهم امن روعاتنا واستر عوراتنا واصلح نياتنا وذرياتنا واحسن خواتمنا اللهم انا نسالك حبك وحب من يحبك والعمل الذي يبلغنا حبك اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق وأعمالنا من الرياء والسنتنا من الكذب وعيننا من الخيانة إنك تعلم خائنة الأعين وما تخفي الصدور اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن والعجز والكسل والبخل والجبن ودلع الدين وغلبة الرجال اللهم اللهم اغفر لنا ولاخواننا الذين سبقونا بالايمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين امنوا ربنا انك رؤوف رحيم اللهم حرر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا رب العالمين اللهم عز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم الف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحد صفوفهم واصلح قادتهم واجمع كلمتهم على الحق يا رب العالمين اللهم حرر فلسطين والمسجد الاقصى يا ارحم الراحمين يا رب العالمين اللهم احفظ وانصر اخواننا واخواتنا في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح المبين يا رب العالمين وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين جزاك الله خيرا ما بعد سيسترز those who are at home, please offer four of the Lord prayer. For those who are registered for Friday prayer, please come at your allotted time.